Hello. Just before we begin this week's podcast, I wanted to say Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve here in Australia, in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, it'll be Christmas Eve morning, I think, for most of North America and, and Europe and indeed the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, but I just wanted to say a very special thank you to all of you for making this year just so wonderful and so special. I feel just so absolutely gifted and so fortunate to be able to to bring you this little podcast every week and and your feedback and support has been incredible. So Merry Christmas for the next couple of days, the festive season, I hope it brings you all the joy and, and wonder that you wish for you and your loved ones. And may our journey last long into the future. Anyway, let's start this week's podcast. Merry Christmas. Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. This is a weekly podcast about the Camino de Santiago or the way of St. James. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The Camino is a series of pilgrimages across Europe. It's UNESCO heritage listed, so it's significant the world over. The most popular route is the Camino Francaise, an almost 800 kilometer or 500 mile walk from the French border town of Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port to Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain. Now, pilgrims walk for a range of reasons. Maybe they're thinking about the next stage in their lives. Maybe they're facing a big decision and want some time and space to think. Maybe they're getting over a relationship breakdown. Or as one pilgrim I met a few years ago, trying to work up the courage to finish a relationship. He didn't do it, by the way. He realised mid-Camino how lucky he was to have his wife in his life, and he's still with her. But they say the Camino is an opportunity for renewal. I wrote a song on the Camino in 2017, I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. And just this week I heard from an old Camino pal of mine. They've packed their bags, headed overseas to an entirely different country to try and find a spark. And who knows where the spark will lead? Maybe it will only be a small pop and then fade quickly, or hopefully it'll catch fire. We'll see in a few years a blaze of glory. I suspect the latter. John Muir was a Scottish-American author and environmental philosopher, and he wrote once, The world is big, and I want to have a good look at it before it gets dark. That same pilgrim who set off to a new country trying to find what they're looking for wrote to me just a few minutes ago. And they said, places to go, Dan, souls to meet, the Camino lives on. And I couldn't agree more. My guest this week is a Malaysian pilgrim, Singh Yi Gan. And Singh wrote to me a while back to say that she'd recently completed the Camino and I thought we'd talk about her experience. Singh's on the line. Welcome, pilgrim. Hi, Dan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm Singh, I'm from Malaysia, currently based in Australia, and I did the Camino with my family back in July. So you've been based in Sydney for almost five years. Do you, yes. Do you enjoy living here? Um, yes, it's a good city, uh, good life balance as well, yeah. How, but how does Australia compare with Malaysia? Um, it's very different. For one, you've got good public transport, or well, at least better than where I'm from, 
and it's a beautiful, beautiful city. You've got the beach half an hour away. It's a nice city. You've got the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> it, it still baffles me every time I see it when I'm in Circular Quay. So, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Malaysia is a, a deeply religious country. It's very conservative in many ways. Yes. So what do you make of Australia? Because we're a very laid back and relaxed culture, aren't we? Yes, that is true. Um, I've had a few cultural shocks of myself when I first arrived, probably first or second year when I'm in Australia, but now I've gotten used to it and I, I love it. Yeah, Are you it's a very, very accepting culture. Yeah, we can be very accepting. That's right. I, yeah. think, I think because we are a very new culture, particu- yeah. particularly when you compare to somewhere like Malaysia, which is, which is you know, considerably older and much more, has much more heritage and culture to rely on. Australia has, yes, in, has in many true. ways borrowed its culture from everywhere that people have come from. And that's why having people like you, Malaysians here, is very important to us because we like to draw on, on your cultures too. And when I mentioned that it's a deeply religious country, are you a religious person, Singh? Um, personally, myself, no, not really. I grew up with a religious background. Um, my family, my mom's Christian, so that has just been our upbringing. Yeah. But I don't really practice it per se. You, you, yeah. yeah, you walked the Camino, San Jean to Loronio and Saria to Santiago earlier this year, and you walked with your family, your mum and dad and grand-uncle and grand-auntie, so yes. tell us about the experience of walking with family. It's a lovely experience. Um, my mom and I, we, we've always gone on hikes, so we've done a few international hikes by now. Um, it's the first time for my dad to join us and also my granduncle and grand-auntie, so it's all very exciting. And I must say, oh, I'm super proud of my parents and my family. Um, I really went into it not really expecting whether they'll be able to complete it or what, what to expect out of it because um, my dad doesn't really hike. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, back when we were younger, my dad's the kind of person who whenever we went on holidays, he would rather wait for my mom and I to complete a hike and stay in a hotel for a couple of days, <laughs> just relaxing and not do anything. Or whenever um, when we go out and you've got a nice lookout point up a few flights of stairs, he'll be like, I'll just wait down here. You guys can head up and just take some photos and show me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so the fact that he could finish the 270 kilometers that we kind of planned out, it was just amazing. I'm so proud of him. I, yeah. I, it's just overwhelming knowing <clears throat> that he could do it. I think he was proud of himself and mom and I was certainly very, very proud of um, him and also my granduncle and grand-auntie. So, yeah, it's just it, a, an amazing, amazing experience. Because you, you, you and your mother are experienced hikers and perhaps your father isn't, did you always walk yeah. together? Did you have to sort of pause and say, come on, Dad, we're waiting? Did you walk um, together? Yes, so we walked together, but there were moments where we were kind of alone, so we walked in like a single file. Um, we might be a few hundred metres 
apart from one another. So, you know, you, you still got your own personal space. Sometimes yeah. we'll walk together and have some good conversations. So it varies a bit, but generally we walked as a group, yes. Do you remember what, in those moments when you were alone and you had some space around you, did you get a sense that there was, that you did have space and time and, and, and a chance to think? Yes. Yes, definitely. And, uh, I had time to reflect and, yeah. 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 Can, can I ask what the age ranges are? So you talked about your granduncle and grandauntie, mum and dad. Um, what ages are they? So my granduncle is 70, granduntie 68, and my parents are 59. Right. Okay, so there's yes. a fairly significant age <laughs> difference there. Did you stay? Yes. Did you stay in albergues? Uh, we did a mixture, so we did stay in albergues, hostel style. So you know, bunk beds, um, sharing with all the other people, and a couple of days would get um, a double room, a private room, and some days in bigger cities like Pamplona and Logonia, we would get apartments. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a mixture to, to, to get the experience of the whole Camino as well as still have our own a bit more luxurious pamper yeah. treatment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Your own space too in the evening is nice sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get pretty tired um, sharing yes. facilities all the time. And mm. did you meet, were there many other Malaysians? No. We didn't come across any Malaysians at all. Um the other Asians that we kind of met were Indonesians, Taiwanese, Korean, um, I think a couple of Japanese as well, but no Malaysians. Yeah. So yeah. W- when you talk about getting hostels in the bigger cities, did you plan ahead? Were you what I call spreadsheet pilgrims? Yes, we are. And we actually do have an Excel. My mom created one. We printed <laughs> one and brought it along with us with, you know, our... Um, itinerary for the day, how long we're going to walk, how, how long it's going to take, really? the cost, really? the address, telephone number, <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 let me ask you then, Singh, did you, yep. did you ever at, at all in the, in the almost 300 kilometres that you walked, did you ever waver or, or differentiate or change plans um, or did you stick to your plan? We Stuck to our plan because, well, the reason for booking ahead is because there's five of us and we're doing it in July, which is peak season, you know, so given that there's five of us, it might be a bit hard to just rock up and get a spot. And right. also we take our time during our walks. Um, we follow a guidebook. We, we do waver a bit from that, but um, with a guidebook, it takes where it says it takes five to six hours on average, we'll usually take a couple more than that. Right. So, you know, we, we take our time, we're a bit slower. And so with that pace, we just go like, it's probably best to just book ahead. Yeah. 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 And so you're talking about walking in July. It must have been very hot. Very, very hot. Yes. <laughs> so if you're taking longer than you expected, Sometimes you must have been walking in the afternoon. It must have been incredibly we, hot. Yeah. The um, beginning, the first few beginning days, um, we started our day at 7.30 or 8 o'clock and we arrived at, what, 4 or 5. Oh. And at, at 3 o'clock, it was just 38 degrees, 39 degrees during the hot summer Spain. And we, we also had some of the heat wave for a few days. So 
that was really bad. Um, and then uh, we met a pilgrim who kind of suggested, oh, that she was going to start at 5.30 the next day to avoid the heat. So I kind of discussed that with my family and we all decided to just head out a bit earlier. So then from then on, we started our days at probably 5.30 to 6 when it was still dark. So we walked on with our headlights. Um, it was really nice. You get to yeah. see the sun, sunrise and the yeah. dawn, you know, breaking dawn and the lights yeah. just coming up. And yeah, and with that, we were able to avoid the afternoon heat. Yeah. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. yeah. And the stars are beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. The stars beautiful. are lovely. Yeah, really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you carry your own packs? Um, we did a bit of both then. Um, the first, so in total we walked for 12 days. Um, for the first six days we did our own backpacks. And then it was on our day where we went to Lagronio from Los Arcos. So we were doing Los Arcos to Lagronio, which was supposed to be around 28 kilometers. My auntie's just like, this is just, too much we need to send our packs <laughs> and so from then on we decided to send our packs and that day it was just beautiful without your backpack you just you just you're just so light and yeah. you just fly and you know you don't have this uh, backpack on your weight kind of thing and so yeah we really enjoyed that um it really made it a lot easier for my family and so from then on, we just decided to set our packs for the rest of the whole trip. Did you, <laughs> did you and your family treat it as a pilgrimage or, or, or was it a long walk? Were you mindful of the, the history and culture and the significance of the pilgrimage itself? Um, I don't think, not quite at the beginning. Yeah. I guess for us, we all kind of went with the expectation that it's just going to be a family holiday. Yeah where we just get to spend time and do a bit of a family bonding activity. But towards the end, you know, with all the space to reflect, um, and with my family, we're, we're not very spiritual people. We don't really express a lot of emotions, I guess. Mm. Um, but I guess towards the end, it did, it did come upon us, you know, it became a bit more emotional. And right at the end, when we were at Santiago, we did the free walking tour. And to be able to just listen to all the history and all of that. And after that, we were just sitting down in a restaurant and we just went, wow. Yeah. Pretty How, amazing thing we did. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, think, I think Malaysians are pretty, um, what's the word? Stoic is a very good word. Um, yes. Uh, uh, they're a very stoic people, aren't they? Yes, uh, yes. And that's, and that's lovely to think that as a family it kind of grew on you and dawned on you. Yeah. Um, and how lovely that you were able to experience it all together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, it's a Malaysian food is laksas and nasi caribou uh, and roti. Uh, <laughs> how, did you, how did you find the food in Spain? Um... I love it. My parents love it. My grand auntie loved it as well, but maybe not so my grand uncle. <laughs> so uh, we, we are frequent travelers. Uh, my parents and my family, you know, we, we've been traveling quite a lot and it's not my first, uh, it's not my parents' first time in Spain. So it's good food. Definitely. We really enjoyed it. We really liked um, tortillas yeah. and the 
octopus. And yeah, yeah. one thing we particularly liked is the pepper, the green pepper that's kind oh, of fried oh, with yeah. just salt. Oh, yeah. our family, we love those. <laughs> um, and cheeses, uh, we're, we're not big drinkers, but, uh, you know, we do appreciate a good wine or a good sangria once in a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good food. We we definitely loved it. Yeah, I love it too. And did yeah. you did you find the Spanish people welcoming? Yes, yes, they are very lovely, and everyone on the Camino is too. So, yeah. I should have asked you. Do your parents and grand uncle and grand auntie do they live in Australia as well? No, they're back in Malaysia. So they'd come from Malaysia. Do they speak? Yeah. Do they speak English as well as you? Um. They do speak English, but probably not as well as I do. Yeah. It's conversational, definitely. So they are able to carry on a conversation. What about yeah. what about with the how did they go with the Spanish and the the difference in difference in the language in in Spain? Um so I would be the one ordering food and all the accommodations, but generally people there along the Camino they, they speak pretty good English. So we, we didn't really have any problem communicating. Yeah. And, and yeah. Do, do you know, um, Singh, is the Camino very well known in Malaysia? No, not so, at all. So your parents would have been saying, and your great uh, uncle and aunt would have been saying to friends, <laughs> we're going to Spain <laughs> to walk the Camino. And I'm assuming their, their friends and family would have said, you're what? Yes, exactly. <laughs> How fantastic! And did they yeah. and did they do much preparation? I know you said that your father wasn't a great hiker, but your mother was. Um, but did they do much training? I mean, did they wear in their shoes and did they walk, you know, long walks to to get fit, or did they prepare um, much for it? Yes, they did. Um, they trained for three months. Um, right. So back home, my mom's a frequent hiker. She'd go on a hike every weekend or so. And just three months prior to the Camino, she was the one kind of forcing and dragging them along on those hikes. And so, yeah, they, they started doing a lot of big hikes, longer hikes, and my dad's retired. So just during the day, he'd go to the park and walk for like 15 kilometers or just to train. Yeah. So they, they really did put in a lot of effort training for it. Yeah. What, yeah. When you had the little bit of space and time and, and a moment or two to reflect. What, yep. what did you think or, or what did you make of walking in the footsteps of millions of pilgrims before you? Overwhelming, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just all – and now I'm also part of the history that goes down into the pilgrimage. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And do you, mm. think, do you think about that now? You're back. You're, yes. Yeah. How, yes. All the time. What? Just explain that feeling to me. Um, I think you know every little decision that we make goes down in our uh, affects our future and also our history. So you know, and one thing that I learned from the Camino is just how simple life can be. And when you're in a city like Sydney, where everything's just so fast paced, and in a corporate world, and it, the world's an ugly place, and so every time 
when I feel like I, I'm a bit lost in terms of where I stand in the world or you know, decision makings or long-term plans and all of those, I just kind of always reflect back to my time in the Camino and just go like, you know, life can be very simple. We just need to be kind to one another, have faith in humanity and be kind on to ourselves as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and how does that then play out in your day-to-day life? In a, sim- um, in, in a simple way. I mean, you're a student. You're still a student, aren't you? Um, I've just graduated. Oh, fantastic. Well, I am graduating. So, yeah, I'll be going into full-time work next year. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of big decisions to make um, in this past few years and also the next few years to come. And it can be a bit daunting knowing, you know, it, it, how uncertain everything is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just trying to take one day at a time, like how it is on the Camino, you know, you, 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 you walk, you get really tired, you rest well, the next day you repeat and you just repeat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your body just, somehow your body just gets through it, which is just amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's great to achieve something every day, isn't it? Yes, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. You know, on the Camino, cast your mind back. Um, what did you make of the churches? Beautiful. Um, well, some of them are really beautiful, but I think whenever I walk into a church, I could just feel a bit of that peace mm. and the serenity. Yeah. 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 It, 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 especially in July, seeing because it would have been cool in there too. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're all, and they're, and I know what I know what the July light. It's so light. The sun is yep. so bright in Spain. Yes. And yes. you step into those churches and it's like dark, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and it's just air conditioned feeling, you know. It's like, oh, this is great. I know. And then and your you your your eyes take a moment to adjust and then eventually when they do you think, "Oh my gosh, look at this." Look at this space. It's it's amazing. And then yes. you have just a moment or two of peace. And then you step yes. back into the heat and the light. It's it's I love it, isn't it fantastic? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I should have asked you earlier. How did you first learn about the Camino? Um my mom came across it. So she was traveling. So mom and dad uh, a few years back, they were traveling in France with my brother. And they were in a cathedral, and my my brother, who's based in France, he he saw a couple of pilgrims probably with backpacks on and the shells on their backpacks. And so my brother pointed it out to my mother, going like, oh, those are pilgrims that are walking on the Camino. And my mom's like, what's that? And so my brother explained it, mom did a bit of research on it, and my mom, who never watches any movies, um, she doesn't watch TV or anything, she came across the movie by Martin Sheen. Uh, the Way, yeah. Uh, the Way, yeah, The Way, um, when she was on her flight back from Europe on that trip. Yeah. So she just fell in love and she's like, yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, how fantastic. Yeah. And, and so um, did it... Did it did your father take much convincing? Your grand uncle and grand auntie? Did they take? <laughs> um, yes and no, in a sense where because with the Camino, it's all along like you know you're walking next to highways or 
um, where it's, where you've got accessible transport either by bus or by taxi if you can't walk, right? So in that sense, my dad and my granduncle and granduncle had a bit of reassurance in yeah. the sense where if if they can't continue walk to walk, they would be able to just have the option of hopping onto a bus or a taxi. Yeah. So they weren't too worried about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas mom and I are a bit more, oh, you guys should probably put in a bit more effort in training. You know, the, the, the fitter you are, the, the more pleasurable experience you get out of the Camino. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It, it, I, I think um, when we think about the world and um, all of us being part of one global community. Malaysians are gentle people, um, polite and, and generous people. And the world is a big place in many ways and Malaysians have found their way into the hearts and minds of people all over the world. Hmm. You, you, your parents have, if you, you're just talking about your brother who was studying in France, here you are studying. Oh, he, he, he's working, he's based in right. France for 10 years now. So. Right. And, and yes. here you are studying in Australia. Um, yes. Your parents have encouraged their children to be global citizens. Yes, they have. That's a lovely thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just amazing of them, um, just very thankful of them as well. You know, they, they've set us up to be, yeah, you know, people of the world and just to be mindful of everyone and just to be the best person, the best version of yourself. And, yeah, they've, they've really encouraged that. So it's been amazing. And and both you and your brother are a long way from home. Um, I've actually got three siblings. So um, I've got another two brothers who are based in Australia. So, so all of them? Three, three in Australia and one in France. And it's only my parents who are back in Malaysia. Oh, um, oh and the, <laughs> their children are so far away. <laughs> yes. Um, but we, we do see each other um, quite often. So we, we see each other at least once or twice a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, how lovely that you're so close. I think that's fantastic. Um, yes. I, I'm going to ask you something. I, I, I hope, seeing that you're not offended, but um, yep. are you a Malaysian living in Australia or are you working and walking towards becoming an Australian? Um, I am currently a Malaysian in Australia, but planning to apply to be a permanent resident. But how does that sit with your mum and dad? Um, mum and dad's going to be based in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're enjoying it there, you know, and, and it's their prime time of their life. Um, dad's retired, mum might be retiring in a couple of years, you know, and they've got good friends back home, um, they're travelling often, you know, they're, they're just, it's their time to enjoy their life, so... Yeah. And and they do they do frequent visits um, to Australia, so yeah. You know, um, you wrote to me to say after being back um, from the Camino, I just can't stop reliving those Camino moments. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell us how the Camino feels to you now. It's so. It's a wonderful time of my life, you know, like I, I got to spend that moment with my parents and my family and I think 
this trip has particularly opened up to me that, like, I got to know my parents as people, mm. not not quite as mum and dad, but yeah. as people of their own, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and definitely just a fan to to be able to just experience that with my family and. It's like a full cycle. Um, when we were younger, our mom and dad would bring us around traveling. And now it's me bringing them around traveling. And as a kid, you don't really expect to be so proud of your parents. But with this whole Camino experience, the, the, the feeling that I felt, that the proudness that I felt for my dad, towards my dad, it was just so overwhelming. Um, yeah, I, I don't – because in my life, I don't think I'll ever thought that I'll be able to experience a hike like this with my dad, considering that, you know, with, with all the past um, reluctance of him, of, of his. Um, so, yeah, walking into Santiago with my dad, knowing that for the past 12 days, him thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it um, – I just felt so proud that, yeah, it's just very, very emotional um, uh, whole process, yeah. He must have been very proud of you too. Yes, and I'm sure he's very proud of himself too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How fantastic. (laughs) What what did you learn about yourself walking the Camino? Um... Sometimes I overthink things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how do you deal with that now? I'm just trying to take a step back, I think, and yeah. just go like some things are just out of your control. You just do what you can to prepare and leave the rest up to chance of fate or whatever it is out there. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. that's a great thing to learn. <laughs> Still, it, it, it's not easy. Even now, it's not an easy thing. It's just a constant reminder. So always thinking back to the Camino, it's just that constant reminder. And go like, hey, I, I should just take it a bit easy. You know, be kinder to myself. Yeah. <laughs> be kinder to yourself. That's a really yes. beautiful way of putting it. Be kinder to yourself. Yes. What did you learn about? your place in the world and your family's place in the world? Oh, that's a big question, Ben. Mm. Um, the world is a big place and I'm only one person. All, all of us who did the Camino, you know, we can only play our own part. But even though as an individual, you can still impact other people's life. You can still be kind to one another instead of putting people down. So I think it's more of that sense of community, of building people up, Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 How, how lovely. How lovely. Yeah. And now that you are, you have finished studying, can I ask you what, what you're going to be doing? What did you study? Um, I did a double degree in law and economics. Golly. Um, and I'll be going into law, yes. Wow. Yeah. And do you hope to make a life with travel in it? Um, certainly would hope so. Yeah. But 
I'm still not too sure. I guess, you know, um, being a graduate, at least for the next five years, will probably just be more career-focused. Um, but definitely planning on a few travels here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, uh, I always write a script for my interviews. Um, I don't just sit here and say, hmm, what am I going to ask next? I've, yep. I've actually <laughs> sit down. I don't know why I wrote this question, Sing, but I'm going okay. to ask you, are you a dreamer? No. <laughs> no. Um, I'm a very rational and practical person. And I would say... Uh, I don't – I follow a script. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, but, but that is something that, um, you know, I'm trying to constantly remind myself as well. Maybe what, what script am I following? You know, am I following the script that society has put in place or is it the script that I want for myself, which, which is a hard balance to find because – you know, it's just easier to do what society always does. You know, you, you graduate, you get a job, you settle down, you, you know, those kind of things. Um, and I think for me, the struggle is more of finding my own script. Yeah. Great answer. Golly. Yeah. And I'm really, <laughs> I'm really pleased I put that question in there now. Um, is, is there another Camino on the horizon, do you think? Um. After finishing my Camino, because we didn't do the full thing, we missed the part from Lagronia to Saria, which was a bit of a, not regret, but we would say like, oh, it would have been great if we could have finished it. Um, But definitely for me, I would like to do another Camino. I don't know when that's going to be, but definitely it is on the bucket list or part of the dream, even though I'm not a dreamer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, definitely, definitely um, somewhere in the future, um, definitely going to be doing another Camino. Yeah. Tell us a Camino story. A Camino story. Um, There's quite a few, but I guess, um, I think the the one that would stick with me was, um, on the day we arrived in Santiago, um, so from the part where we did Saria to Santiago, we felt a bit underwhelmed in terms of the community because the first part where we did um, St. Jean Port to Logroño, we've seen a lot of familiar faces, we, we were friendly, we were talking to other pilgrims and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we found a place, a good pace with people. And then when we did Saria to Santiago, we felt it was a bit more commercial and we didn't really know anyone. People weren't as friendly. But there was this group of Spanish guys, um, probably in their late 20s, who whenever, so they, they knew we were from Malaysia, would talk to them whenever we meet them. And so whenever they see us, they go, Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> which is the capital of Malaysia, even though we're not from Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> and, and we've told them multiple times, but they still go, Kuala Lumpur, every time they see us. And so um, on the day we arrived Santiago, we went to the Pilgrim Mass, and then after the pilgrim arrived, we were walking to the pilgrim office to get our certificate. So right when we were walking out of the plaza, of, of the square, um, they were walking into the square. Ah. 
And right from the other end of the square, they spotted us, and then they went Kuala Lumpur <laughs> all across the square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it was just amazing feeling, you know, just being able to just you, you bump into them and you, you have this rapport with them. It was all very friendly, and yeah, it's the community of the Camino. Yeah, great story. <laughs> Tell and what was it like? Do you remember what it was like when you arrived in the square? Very emotional and very overwhelming. Um, I think that that last whole day where the last five to six kilometres when you're walking downhill and you could oversee the whole Santiago de Compostela, you could see the peaks of the cathedral right from afar and you're just slowly walking into it, getting closer and closer and then you just reflect on your whole journey from when we started and sent Jean to the port and you just, it's all coming to an end and it's just been an amazing feeling. And yeah, like I said, you know, I was just so proud of my family because I, starting this whole journey, I had no idea what to expect. I just kind of felt like, oh, maybe they would just catch a bus or a taxi. Um, but every day, even when they complained or they said it was really hard or they were really tired, we just go to bed and the next day everyone packed up, put on their backpacks and walked again. You know, so it was just a very beautiful moment walking into it and um, we had a bit of a group hug and I started tearing up a little bit. Mom did too. And I was just so proud. Um, yeah. 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 You know, um, when you first contacted me, you said, uh, you know, what was it that you said? I it, it resonates with you all the time. You can't stop thinking about it and reliving those Camino moments. And I said, oh, yep. oh, why don't you appear on the podcast? And you said, oh, no way. I'd be too nervous. I couldn't possibly do that. Let me think about it. And then a couple of days later, you came back and said, yeah, maybe I will talk about it. Yeah. Sing, I'm so yeah. pleased that you did. Um, Thank you. Because... Uh, I mean, like I say, I write. I always write out a script, and I didn't know a lot about you. Um, I, I I just sort of threw some questions down on the page and uh, and hoped that our conversation might go in a certain direction. And it's been a terrific chat. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you. And I want to say, now that you've finished your studies, now that your life is opening up in front of you, and you have a pilgrim's passport in your back pocket. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and I, I really hope for the very best for you. Likewise, Dan, likewise. The world is small and it's good people like you who make it so. Thanks for your time and give our regards to your mum and dad and grand-uncle and grand-auntie. <laughs> Will do. Walk on, pilgrim. Buen Camino, Singh. Buen Camino, Dan. My guest this week, the Malaysian pilgrim, Singh E. Gan. I'm probably not supposed to say this in the politically correct 2019, but I think Singh's absolutely gorgeous. And the world is beautiful. Our journeys and stories crisscross the globe like a spider's silk. And I love the quote this week by the Scottish-American author and environmental philosopher John Muir. The world is big, and I want to have a good look at it before it gets dark. The Codex Calistinus was written in the 12th century. It's the original guidebook for the Camino and for pilgrims. And a pilgrim sent me a message this week with a quote they'd sourced from somewhere on the internet, Jamie from the US. The Codex Calistinus says, The pilgrim route is a very good thing. 
but it is narrow. For the road which leads us to life is narrow. On the other hand, the road which leads to death is broad and spacious. The pilgrim route is for those who are good. It is the lack of vices, the thwarting of the body, the increase of virtues, pardon for sins, sorrow for the penitent, the road of the righteous, love of the saints, faith in the resurrection and the reward of the blessed, a separation from hell, the protection of the heavens. It takes us away from luscious foods. It makes gluttonous fatness vanish. It restrains voluptuousness, constrains the appetites of the flesh which attack the fortress of the soul, cleanses the spirit, leads us to contemplation, humbles the haughty, raises up the lowly, loves poverty. It hates the reproach of those fueled by greed. It loves, on the other hand, the person who gives to the poor. And it rewards those who live simply and do good works. And on the other hand, it does not pluck those who are stingy and wicked from the claws of sin. Isn't that fantastic? Thank you, Jamie. And thank you for your company this week and every week. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring me, you can go to danmullinsmusic.com and I have an album there for sale too, danmullinsmusic.com. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.